Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, where's the buzz for LVII, Michael Lombardi? Super Bowl LVII, I'm looking for the buzz. It doesn't appear. Now, I don't know if it's because there's apathy with the Chiefs and the Eagles fan base is hard to take, but do you feel oh. a buzz as we welcome you in and say, hi, Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, one and a half right now with the Eagles laying it. Do you sense a buzz there, my friend? Patrick, Patrick, I- I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm in the heart of it. I can't even watch the news. I mean, everybody, I mean, you can't find anything green in the, uh, green paint sold out in Ocean City, green everything. There's no, it's unbelievable. It's not a fever. It's an epidemic. I mean, it's all over. You're you're sequestered in sunny California, Southern California. You know, is it going to get up to 65 today? Here, back here, we're, we're centered on, we don't even care about the weather. I mean, two things are happening in South Jersey. They're, every chicken has given up his life because every bar is hosting chicken wings and Eagle football on Sunday. So the, this will bet take buy chicken stock right now because it's going over. And the enthusiasm is going insane. The bird gang virus back. is real in Philly. It's good to be how back. About that, how about that mayor? How about your boy, the mayor? He's inciting. How's your tooth, by the way? I see you feeling your tooth. You all right? It's a little better. Yeah, it's better today. Okay, I'm okay. good. I couldn't <laughs> just work on Tuesday. Sure. I'm just making sure. I couldn't work on Tuesday. I told John Goulet I, I would have just been spitting blood the whole day. I hate the dentist. I mean, it's a phobia. When I was about, I, I, my wife didn't even know, when I was about like eight or nine years old, my mother made me go to the dentist, and I threw up all over him. And ever since then, it's never been the same for me. So not only do I have a phobia about it, then I have a tooth. So then I, it's all, it kind of works it away. Nobody needs to know the, my trouble, It's so. imprinted. It's imprinted in your de- – nobody don't, – don't worry. Nobody likes to go to the dentist. But I saw the – I think it's the mayor there in Philly. He's inciting a riot already. He's saying if, if, they're, if they win, the Eagles, of course, they're going to burn the city down. I don't know if he said that oh, yeah. literally, but, I mean, it's going it, to – right now, I understand what's happening where you are there. 
uh, in South Jersey and Philly, but across the country, again, like I said, I don't know if it's because it's the two teams and maybe LA isn't the place and barometer to use, yeah. but where you are, yeah. it's hype. Yeah, it's uh, no, it is. And look, they're already, I got it. Uh, Bill Berman's daughter, Anna, sent me a text yesterday that school, certain school districts in South Jersey have already postponed the opening of school Monday so that they can celebrate through the night. I'm not lying. Oh, so here it's now. a done this deal. Is, I got you. I got you. Well, it's done. Are there, what you think they're not going to win? Come on, Patrick. It's a Hollywood. That's movie. what I mean. It's a shoe in. Yeah, yes, come on. Of course, it's a shoe in. So anyway, so you know that that they've already started that that campaign's already begun. <laughs> it's hilarious. I it, it really it, it really it really is. Especially Philly. It's everything's coming up Philly right now with the 76ers and. Uh, now the Eagles, so it should be fascinating. I mean, it's and a for city those of champions, you got the Go Union; ahead. they went to the finals. You got the yeah, Phillies; they went to the finals. MLS. The Eagles yes. are in the Super Bowl, and we know the MVP is going to take the 76ers to the to the finals. We know that if they can beat Orlando. What I think is important because we're adding new affiliates daily here on VSIN, and we're excited to welcome everybody that's new. Maybe you could explain quickly, of course, Michael Lombardi, former front office exec, baller, but where he lives in Ocean City, New Jersey, people would say, why does he know so much about Philadelphia? You have to explain to people. That's essentially an extension. Atlantic City, where you live, that's an extension of Philly. Yeah. So it's 60 miles from Ocean City to Philadelphia. So when you live here, you're all encompassed into Philadelphia television. All your local TV channels are Philadelphia. Everything involved is Philly, and that goes to colleges. So it's St. Joe's, Villanova, Penn. It's all that. All those are wrapped into this area. It's kind of like it's your hometown. It's your backyard, and it extends. And because the town I live in is a summer resort town, all the people who live in the Philadelphia area – have second homes or they rent homes here for the summer. So in the summertime, it becomes the mecca of Philadelphia. It becomes, you know, Jay Wright has a home here. A lot, all, a lot of the NBA officials have houses here. So it's like a, a, a separate entity of it's an extension of Philadelphia. And gotcha. And so that carries over all year long. And that's why we have such Philadelphia fever. Well, maybe the buzz will increase when VEASAN invades Arizona. Michael Lombardi, of course, the Lombardi line. I'm going to be there with the big guy. We'll have fun. We'll, we'll be there on Radio Row next week. I don't know if you've checked your inbox, but it's on, of course, the Daily Newsletter and becoming a VEASAN pro. Ben Fox is asking for all of the talent and producers Super Bowl picks, so make sure you get those in, Michael Lombardi. But again, I, 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 I think the two weeks... It's like it's almost like a roller coaster where we're coming up that hill. And then as we get through this week, you start going down fast because it's next week. It's media availability and then just counting down just a normal one week uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. LVII. I don't know what LVII means. And I think you're I'm with me on with Roman, Roman numbers. Yeah. I'm not good with yeah. that either. I mean, I, this one's easier because I know it's got an L and a V and two I's. So I can at least get that <laughs> out. But if you ask me what number this is now, it's what, 57, I think. Is that right? It sounds L's right. I yeah. would be two. So I think you're onto something. V would be five. I think you nailed it. So okay. anyway, I just wanted to ask you. I, I was kind of trolling a little bit because I know where you are. You're inundated with buzz. The Eagles, Bird Gang, everything. Fly, Eagles, fly. It's it's out of control. Now, a Thursday show here on the Lombardi Line is it's probably our favorite day of the year because you get Will Hill, your boy, Mr. Programmer, Mike Somich, and then Palms Pressing 3 with Mike Palm. So a jam-packed show 
as we open it up. And I don't know if you heard yesterday, there was some big news, 23 seasons. Now let's think about it this way. There are kids that were born and now have graduated college that spanned Tom Brady's career. That's dumb. The arguments whether or not he's the greatest of all time, you think he is, I think he is, that's for another day. But just the longevity, Tom Brady retires yesterday, was the big news after 23 years, Michael Lombardi. Yeah, I mean, and look, I think this was premeditated, right? I think what happened with Tom was he had made a decision and then he recorded that tape. You could see he recorded that in, in, in the Los Angeles area. I said this on the podcast today. And then, obviously, he was out at the 80 for Brady in Los Angeles. So it was time. And then I've learned through talking to people close to Tom that he was calling people that where he was close to to let them know that before they read it in the paper. But they all gotcha. kept it very quiet. And I think this has a lot to do with family. I think this has a lot to do with being a, a father of, in a divorce, wanting to see your children and wanting to make sure you're a part of their life, you know, and having a home in Miami and his ex-wife having a home and sharing custody of their children made it very hard for him to play football unless it was really, frankly, in Miami. So, you know, it's interesting. It wasn't health that, got, that stopped his career. It wasn't a lack of arm strength that stopped his career. It wasn't a lack of courage that stopped his career. It wasn't a neck injury. It really came down to the love of family and him wanting to be a part of his kid's life, and that's why he stopped. It also helps when you have a parachute, which is 10 years, $375 million waiting for you at Fox. So he's not going to yeah. go broke. He's not going to be left I, wanting. I, I'm not sure he's going to jump right into that. I think, to me... After the year that he's had, and I don't know this, I'm just guessing, but knowing the methodical thinker that he is, I think that for him to jump back into a weekend of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, on the road, 18 cities, you know, different places, I think right now that might not be the best thing for him as he kind of navigates the waters around around this divorce and custody and how his relationship is with his children. So that being said, I think probably I wouldn't be surprised if Greg Olson has another year in the booth. And then Brady, once he gets his life more at kind of as Al Davis used to say to me all the time, Oh kids, we got, we got to get organized here as once he gets organized, then I think he could probably go ahead. Well, Michael, for one, I was I was surprised. I, I you know the forty day retirement last year. We now understand a lot of that had to do with some travails within the family in his marriage. Okay, that's been rectified. I, it, after the marriage had been taken care of, I thought he'd play another year. I didn't think he'd play two or three. I thought he'd play another year. So a little surprised when I saw the announcement. Um, I didn't realize he did that in L.A. You could tell he was by the beach, but Tampa has a beach too. But okay. They, you're 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 on to something there. It he, That's my point. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make this as a Bruder tape here and analyzing it, but you could see he's in Miami, and he was in L.A. that day. You know, and that gotcha, later that gotcha. day, you know. So, I mean, you could put two and two together and come up with it. I think this again. I think he made this decision. He wanted to release it on the first. I think it was the anniversary of all. I think it is what it is. I don't think he's coming back. I think this was a well thought out decision that he needs to get on with the next chapter of his life, which at the end of the day, the biggest chapter in your life is calling yourself father and helping yeah. your kids. That yeah. is the biggest part of your life. No matter how and many trophies seems- you have, you're really going to be measured on your relationship with your children.
Yeah, that's well put. Go ahead, Dan. We can roll it a little bit here for those that haven't heard it, and we can cut it if it's too long. But go ahead. Here's Tom Brady. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I <laughs> uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year so I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me I think what was interesting about that is he kind of said it was spur of the moment as you perfectly yeah. highlighted nothing he's so calculated he's one of the most fastidious humans on the planet he knew what he was doing there right yeah I think he did you know and, and he's you know it's follow the carpenter's rule measure once tw measure measure tw measure twice cut once and I think that's that defines Tom's career. But coming back from break, really, what defines Tom Tom's career is his selflessness. I mean, his willingness to put the team first will always be his greatest strength. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to hear from you, somebody that obviously knows Tom Brady well, considers him a friend, but also you look up to him just like most humans. If you're into sport, Tom Brady's somebody that you idolize. Let's come back and talk about the Brady legacy with Michael Lombardi next here at Lombardi Line. It's B-Sin, the sports betting network. Let's get some buzz, Bird Gang. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with G Young Yu. G Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
Okay, Dan, thank you. As we mentioned, the big game means big plans for VSIN. VSIN will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews. Our experts break down the big game. You're not going to want to miss any of VSIN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSIN's Final Countdown, and VSIN Prime Time, all live from Radio Row starting next week for betting splits, expert picks, and big game props. Head to VSIN.com. That's V S I N. Dot com. Make sure you subscribe, become a VEASAN pro. Have you ever covered Media Row, a Super Bowl? That is my question no, for you, Michael Lombardi. I, I don't think I have. No, I've never done that. I've never been to Media Row. I, I try to stay away from it when I was at the game. So that would always be, you know, I didn't want to go over there. But, I, I mean, I think not only should you watch our programming, I mean, s- sign up for the day. You got to get the daily email letter. I get them every week. You sign up. It's a paid subscription. It's worth it because, like, you know, as what I don't think people understand as much as we move forward in this betting world that is taking over the the country is you need data. You need information. You need people who are going to work for you, much like you don't buy a stock unless you look into it from other people. And I think that's what we provide here at VEASAN in that daily email newsletter. I mean, just, just Thomas Gable, his ability to break down college basketball. I mean, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds on golf. It's just remarkable. I mean, yep. I don't even know some of the golfers' names. And, you know, we got our man up at, you know, we got Hoops Peterson on college basketball as well, Matt Eumann. So I think it's really it, – it, you end up saving money when you do it because all it takes is one, one smart play. And especially, Patrick, as we get into these prop bets here, as we're going to get closer to the game, and there's 27 pages of props, which you can make money on. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's well said. I think the best way to start, if you're new, again, introductory offer to become a VEASAN Pro, $9.99 right now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I don't want to sound like a shill, but Michael's point is well taken. Just go sign up for the daily newsletter, which is completely free. You just enter your email address, and you can kind of build from there, almost a la carte. If you like the daily newsletter, you'll find your links, you'll find the prop pages, you'll find everything, the tools, and you can build from there. I would say this, as somebody that's done a bunch of broadcasts from Radio Rope, make sure you bring copies of your books because you're going to have a lot of people coming up to you asking for your autograph, asking for books. It might be an opportunity for you. And you're going to be taking a lot of selfies, Michael Lombardi. Just be prepared nah, for a lot of people wanting picks that. with you, bro. I doubt that. I'm sure I'm, I doubt that. You're just uh, okay. Well, this, <laughs> this is VEASAN, VEASAN taking over Radio Row. We look forward to it all next week here. Uh, make sure you check out vison.com for all your information. Okay, so let's talk legacy. I, I mentioned the 23 years for Tom Brady. I was surprised when he announced his retirement. Thought maybe another year. Um, now, last year, 40 days of retirement, then he returned. He ain't returning this year. As he said, it would just be, it would be, we'd be gobsmacked if he did. But let's start with the legacy. Uh, obviously, all the Super Bowls, the durability, but there's more to the lasting legacy, and a lot of it has to do with just teamwork, selflessness. Let's, let's pick it up from there. Well, I mean, I think, look, you know, we're studying the, the final four as we try to do to understand how to get there. You know, when you're in the National Football League, you have to look at what is the right makeup of how teams get to the final four, the conference championship game. If you just study the Super Bowl champion, your focus and your margin of error is too great because there's different ways to skin the cat in the NFL. There's different programs that win. Every year it's something slightly different. So when you study the Final Four, you have a really good comprehensive study of four organizations, how they behave, how they operate within the cap, how they develop players, how they coach, what schemes they run, how they draft, what they do in trade market, all those things. 
So when you study those final four teams, there's a common thread that when the quarterback makes the on a second contract, it's harder. It's harder to create depth because what happens is you don't have you, you're going to lose four players in that five million dollar range that you were able to get when he was on his rookie deal. So there's 20 million going to the quarterback above and beyond what he was making on a rookie deal. That's no longer there to pay for valuable backups with experience. It's a hard thing. Now, people don't see that, but it's hard to overcome. I think it, it really caught Buffalo. It got Buffalo. Their depth wasn't very good, and some of the players that they thought would be good weren't, and so it hurt them. And I think it certainly hurt teams like, uh, you know, teams like the Rams. We saw them just collapse. Philadelphia has been very fortunate because of their cap because Hurts contracts. So when you see that landscape, you say, Yet Brady wins seven Super Bowls because his selfless behavior to take less money, to not gouge the team and say, I want all the money. I need all the money. I want to be the highest paid quarterback. He was willing to do what was best for the team when it might not have been best for him, which is the definition of mental toughness for the Patriots. And I think that has to be applauded. That's why he's won six Super Bowls in New England. That's why he won another one. He should have been, could have easily said, I want all the money, but he didn't. You know, and when you look over the league, you know, look, Peyton Manning won two, one in Denver, one in Indianapolis. Aaron Rodgers won one, you know, and Brett Favre only won one. The Packers have had two top 100 quarterbacks in my top 100 list, and they've got two Super Bowls to show for it. The Colts have won. So to me, it's about how you handle the cap, how you handle that element as much. When Joe Montana was playing, it didn't matter. There was no cap. Well said. I think there was always maybe the presumption amongst fans that there was a back-end deal available. Maybe Mr. Kraft was going to pay him on the back-end because he was taking discounts throughout his career. Whether or not that was happening, the idea that somebody would be so selfless and sacrifice their own finances uh, for the betterment of the team, that just does not happen. That doesn't happen in any vocation, let alone a guy that could profit as much as he could as a quarterback and the best in the league. You know, let's say he lost $100 million, okay? Let's say he lost $100 million over the course of his career for not taking all the money. I think his brand has made up for it. His ability, his winning has made up for it, right? So there's offset. Now, look, who's benefited the most of Brady winning? I mean, Robert Kraft. I mean, look, Robert Kraft buys a team for, I don't know, $164 million, and today it's worth $7 billion. Now, would it be worth $7 billion today if Brady and Belichick didn't win six Super Bowls? Probably not that, but it would still be worth a ton of money. I mean, Dan Snyder destroyed the Washington team, and it's still worth a lot of money. So you can't really say that. But the brand, the ability to enhance your brand, when you put your name on something like Brady, then it obviously it goes beyond just the football element. Yeah, he, his branding has been remarkable with TB12. We talked about the lucrative deal he signed to become a broadcaster, which I'm sure he'll be – Again, Joe Montana gave broadcasting a go and wasn't necessarily overly competent, but my assumption is Brady will be great, and uh, he moves into another chapter. If I were to ask you two or three games or two or three moments in his career that stand out to you, what immediately jumps to mind for Brady? Well, I think the comeback against Baltimore in the playoff, down 14 twice, I think that that stand, that jumps out to me. The ability to, to kind of rally his team back and, and to do that, the – the final drive against the Rams to win that game to get into field goal range. You know, uh, I think you got to start there. I think, obviously, for me, the tuck, 
you know, being able to get up off the ground and make that play and win that game and start their and propel them forward, that jumps to me. You know, the Carolina Super Bowl, you know, where Vinatieri makes another long field goal, but they bring them back in that game. You know, I think there's just so many of those where the conference championships and how things prevailed, uh, you know, they just they just constantly remind you of how great of a player he was at the, at the at the most important time. I mean, you don't have this durability, this willingness to play through pain like he did. I mean, look, you know, the conference championship game against Denver that we lost to Denver. I mean, he throws a great ball to Gronk on on fourth down. He has Gronk in the end zone for a touchdown, and then we miss him on the two-point conversion or else that game's going in overtime. I mean, his ability to continually battle while suffering injury was remarkable. And always a chip, even back to Lloyd Carr and what transpired at Michigan. Always a chip, sixth rounder. We know the story by now. There'll be movies made about him, books written, of course. But there was always a chip. He always was hungry. And how about just the skills themselves? It maybe would hasn't gotten enough credit by just he had one of the great arms of all time. I and mean, he just it, it it it's almost we talk about his guile and his how smart he was, but his tools and his talent, great. I mean, it was yeah, and and his talent blended too, right? So the Brady that we saw in the Tuck game was different than the Brady we saw in the last game of the season you know, in the playoff game, right? I mean, that, those are two different Bradys. And mm-hmm. that element is is constantly, you know, it's evolved and who he is. And he never settled. He never really ever was comfortable or it was like, okay, you know, I got this. I'm, I'm just going to mail it in. No, he worked the hardest of any player on the team. He demanded more of himself than anyone. It's incredible. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, five-time Super Bowl MVP, Three-time league MVP, just the accomplishments go on and on and on. The greatest of all time by re- accomplishments. There's no, there's absolutely no argument there. So, and go, going to Tampa in, in year one and winning another Super Bowl was just fascinating. So, the storybook career has ended for now. The next chapter begins for Tom Brady. We shall see. I'm guessing you're going to see plenty of Tom Brady. Like Michael said, maybe not on your TV this next season, but for years and years to come. And we look forward to it. Okay. He deserved two segments. I think Tom Brady's a big enough deal here on the Lombardi line to get two segments. When we come back, we go from Tom Brady to Will Hill. That's a tremendous transition. Next here at Lombardi line. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, again, we talked about becoming a VEASAN pro earlier. Well, right now, it's never been cheaper. Introductory offer, it's $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up right now for $9.99. Pro tools, pro picks, pro tips. Listen, we've got the Super Bowl coming. Excuse me, the big game coming. We're going to have a bunch of props, sides, totals, everything to bet. We're going to send them directly to you, but the only way you can get those is if you go sign up right now, vcin.com slash subscribe for $9.99. Okay, we're back. Lombardi line on a Thursday. Of course, Will Hill now, Mike Samich, and then Mike Palm. Look forward to it. Michael Lombardi there. Also, doubt or no doubt, uh, forthcoming as we say hi to vcin contributor, insider, and host Will Hill, freshly shaved, ready to go. I said no buzz. I was having fun with Michael. Is there buzz in Connecticut? Or and how do you feel about a Chiefs and Eagles matchup? Is that are you into it? 
Boy, it's a good question. I do think there's a little Chiefs fatigue. It's not really Eagles country here. It's more Giants and Jets. So I, I don't sense a lot of buzz yet. I think the week of uh, we'll start to get some buzz. I think people, at least I do, the first seven, 10 days, just as a fan, you sort of tune everything out. You know, the Kelsey brothers, the Andy Reid storyline. I think people just tune it out. But I think, you know, as we get closer, as we get three, four days away, I think there will be some buzz. It's, it's a hell of a game. I think it'll close. I'm sure we'll get to line movement. This is about as uh, as much of a toss-up as you can get. So it uh, should be fun. I, I, I do think we'll get some buzz here. Yeah, I mean, the bye week, it's always – it's 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 kind of like the quiet down. And it, the coaching searches kind of seem to take over and where the assistants are moving to as the teams kind of – you know, because this is the week where the teams really get their game plans together. And it's more of about – it's walkthroughs. It's not as much practice. But the coaches spend by – the, by the time they all get to Phoenix, you know, their, their game plans are pretty well set. Yeah, you guys yeah, were talking we, about Brady. It, it's funny. Sorry to, to jump oh, in, but – you remember his first Super Bowl, and this is so long ago, but his first Super Bowl, the Super Bowl storyline, would Brady or Bledsoe start, which is it was actually a conversation. It just shows you, you know, how crazy that is, how long ago that was. Yeah, and obviously big dogs in that game. This number opened uh, all the way the other way. Kansas City, two, and now we flip. Some shops open Kansas City, two and a half. Michael, we got all the way up at Circa and other shops, Philly two and a half. And looks like we've settled in with Philly laying a point and a half here at most shops. And everybody on my board, one and a half right now with Philly, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I I could see it going back. I think this is going to shift a little bit, right? The Chiefs have three receivers that we don't know are they going to play. Tony's always hurt. He's always on the list. Will he play? They need him, right? Uh, they're going to need Smith-Schuster. They're going to need Hardiman. They're going to need all three of those guys to really help attack the Eagles' secondary, which is the vulnerability of their defense. And they've got to be able to protect. And then Mahomes isn't on the injury report, but where is his movement? Can he move around better? How is that ankle? We know it's not going to be 100%, but is he going to have more movement when it comes to that? Whereas Philly is really well-rested. They had Maddox back last week, so they're 100% healthy. Whether Quinn plays or not, I don't think it really matters. They're so good in the defensive front. So a lot of this is going to determine, I think, where this goes based on the injury level of the, of the Chiefs receivers. Will, did you have a number in mind before you saw it come out? I mean, I think you were probably, like most of us, a little surprised that the shops opened the Chiefs, you know, including circa two and a half. Were, did you have a number in mind before it was posted? Yeah, I, I thought it was a toss-up game. I thought, like, you know, Lombardi made good points. If the Chiefs are healthy, I'd actually favor the Chiefs by, like, a point or so. Once once you get under a field goal, I mean, it's there's nothing to tease it with. You can't tease total, so it's so, sort of irrelevant who's favored by a point or so. If you really are worried about laying a point and a half, you could just take the money line. I think if we had a fully healthy Mahomes, you know, the receivers, Snead, uh, I, I think Chiefs by a point or so, it's hard to gauge this Philly team because, I mean, let's face it, they've had three buys. They had a buy in the wild card round. They played the Giants, who just completely overachieved. And last week, that game was a joke. I mean, they, the Niners didn't have a quarterback, so it's hard to gauge what Philly is. So I don't know how you make Mahomes a dog in any game. He's just, he's so good. He's the most important player. He's the best player at the most important position. So. Uh, to me, this is a toss-up game, and if you're giving me a point and a half, two points, uh, I don't know if there's twos out there. Uh, I'll take Mahomes as an underdog and you know, maybe shop around and just find the best price on Mahomes to win the MVP because it's hard to see a scenario where the Chiefs win this game and Mahomes is not the MVP. I, I wouldn't say the same for Philly because it's such a deep team. It's such a good roster. They have so many different players where they, they spread the ball around. I could see somebody else on Philly besides Hurts winning this award. We know it's primarily a quarterback award, but if the Chiefs win, Mahomes is going to be the MVP. 
And if the Eagles, I mean, somebody in that defensive front could win MVP. I mean, if the, if the game goes where the Eagles stop the Chiefs because of their dominance in the defensive line, somebody might get three sacks. It could be, you know, it could be Sweat. It could be, you know, it, it could be Riddick. Who knows? I mean, you know, it was the difference in the San Francisco game. They knocked out the quarterback. It made all the difference in the world. And then all of a sudden it changed. I think the hardest game Philly's had the last few weeks was the Giants' backups. Yeah. I mean, think about that. The, the, the Giants' backup game was the hardest game the Eagles have had in the last two weeks. Not that the 49er game wasn't hard. It was physical. But we all know once we saw Purdy get hurt that the chances of them winning and then went way down. And that game just shifted. And that was Davis Webb, who I think has since retired. Yeah, since he's going to get into coaching. Yeah. Think about that. That didn't. I, di- I didn't realize I didn't that didn't make uh, a ripple like Tom Brady retiring maybe it oh. should have uh, uh, for both of you so obviously the Rams won the Super Bowl last year 23 20 uh, grab bag both of you jump in do you remember what this number closed at last year Rams four Bengals it was four was yeah, it four, four I, I would have right? said I, I yeah so they yeah. failed to cover the Rams that was actually you know, that doesn't happen very often where the the winner doesn't cover also ATS-wise. And these are short numbers. This is going to be the 15th straight Super Bowl with the favorite lane, seven or fewer points. That's the longest streak in history for the game. So a short number. We're going to close well under the three, Will. Yeah. Uh, look, you can't make it either of these teams a field goal or the other one. I mean, it's just it, it's a great game. I think ever since Allen got hurt in the AFC, the Chiefs have been the best team in that conference. And Philly's been pretty much the best team in the NFC uh, throughout the year. But again, you, you go back to Philly, and this is not to knock them. That's a hell of a roster. They got draft picks coming to them. They're young. They're cat friendly. They, they've done a really great job putting that roster together. But like, who's their best win? Uh, you could really, you could make a case. You're going to laugh, Patrick. You could make a case. Their best win is against the Lions week one. Thank you. Other than that, it's the Vikings. It's the Giants. It's the 49ers without a quarterback. It's Dallas without Dak. I mean, let, let me ask you guys, what is Philly's best win this season? Well, I mean, they dominated Tennessee. You know, I mean, they they came in there. They green. They go dominated Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they dominated people. So it, they made it look easy. And so sometimes yeah. I think it's hard to 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 judge that. I mean, they played Dallas as good as you could play Dallas with Gar- Gardner Minshew. Their defense gave up a lot of points, but you know they can only control who they have to play. They can't control who they play. I, I don't know if they. You know, the NFC. You know, I, I they're filled with with teams that are not playoff teams. I mean, we yep. could say Tyler Huntley doesn't belong in the Pro Bowl. That's true. We could also say the Giants weren't a playoff team. That's true. We could say the Vikings were a bad North winner. That's true. But that's all. It's true in terms of how we evaluate them. It's, 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 it's not true in terms of how we evaluate them. It's true in terms of the reality. You know, Will, I hadn't really thought about it. I had read about it, but I hadn't thought about it. Looking at it visually, you're 100% right. It's hard to find a great win because the Lions, their early win, that wasn't the Lions yet. That wasn't the Jags yet in week four, what the Jags ended up turning into. You're on to something here. There's not a there's not a bunch of impressive. You can see it there, V-CIN. Um, We've kind of laid out the schedule. Not a lot of impressive wins there. But it's an impressive team. I mean, I don't want to short the Eagles here. It's an impressive team, obviously. No, I mean, you can hold two thoughts at the same time and say, hey, they haven't really beaten anybody. But, you, you know, obviously you recognize the talent and you look at the schedule. I mean, they were life and death with the Colts. The Colts really uh, had them beat. And how strange is it to look back and say the Colts beat the Chiefs and should have beaten the Eagles, which is, uh, boy, it's just typical NFL. It's so bizarre. The Packers put up 33 points against them. So uh, I do think you can move the ball against this team. 
Speaking of the Colts, uh, right before we started the Lombardi line, I saw Jeff Saturday was trending. I, I, didn't, I didn't know why, Michael. It's not that he's been hired by the Colts. As a matter of fact, I, I'm sure you've seen your buddy Sir Wink Martindale might have a shot with, for that Colts job as well, Michael. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I just read what I hear is, is they're going to bring people back again and, and talk again. I think it's kind of smart. I mean, who's their competition? Like, well, who says they have to be in a rush to get their head coach, right? They're competing with Arizona right now for the head job. Like, it's not like they're going to lose a candidate. So I think that it's going to come down to who's most comfortable or who Jim Irsay is most comfortable with of the three or four guys they bring back. I don't think it'll be Saturday. That's what I'm told. But, you know, Jim Irsay is a wild card. But I do think the compatibility between Irsay and this next coach is going to be critical. Uh-oh. That means Jeff Saturday. We have a minute here. <laughs> I don't Will. think so. so. I know you, you you mentioned you didn't think he was going to get the job, which I think for Colts fans is an exhale. Will, take us through the mind of a D-Gen. Before the show started, you asked me, are you getting down on baseball futures? So go ahead and let people know what you've been up to. I did. I, I'm starting to look at some of these over-under season win totals for baseball, but I'll throw a football one in here. Props? Sure. If bet Mahomes over passing yards now, bet Kelsey over receiving yards now, recreational bettors don't get involved until Saturday, Sunday before the game. Those lines are just going to go up, up, up. Bet them now because they're only going to move. That's yep. the pro tip. I agree. Those numbers, those those prop numbers, are they're going to only go up. Betters jump in late, and they only bet the over on those props, especially for the skilled positions. Great job, Will Hill. Appreciate you. When we come back, Michael Lombardi wrote his off-season moves article over at vcin.com. We'll get into that. Also, some head coaching questions Michael will answer next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expat. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM customers, if you have a friend who loves sports as much as you do, well, here's a chance for both of you to earn $50 in bonuses when they sign up through the BetMGM Refer a Friend program. However, you're involved too, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to sign into your BetMGM account. You're going to click on the Refer a Friend program, send your friend a message, inviting them to become a new member. When they do, they get 50 bucks. you get 50 bucks. everybody's happy. It's to refer a friend program over with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, 21 years or older. If you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. We told you about Mike Lombardi's exclusive articles over at vcin.com. The one that went up recently, how NFL offseason moves can make or break a franchise this offseason. I want to get to that. There's plenty to dig in. But as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, vcin, the Sports Betting Network. A couple random questions for you, Michael. One, um, we haven't spoken since a couple of hires were made. D'Amico Ryan's with the Texans. You nailed it. He got the six year, six years, obviously, because of what's happened with the two coaches that preceded him. And then the Broncos get Sean Payton. What was your reaction to both the hires? Well, let's start with Sean first. I think Sean, you know, when the owner, Craig Penner, came out and described what he was looking for in a head coach, he was describing Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. Obviously, he had conversations with both. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh said he was going back to Michigan. Don't know if he was offered the job. But I think he was looking for a CEO. And if I were to say to you, Patrick, he traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton, essentially. What would you say to that about that trade? I'll take it. Good deal. Not a bad deal, right? Now, I know he's got to pay a two next year, but maybe it's a lower two, but he gets a three back the next year. So why not, right? So... You know, I mean, it, it, it's a hell of a deal for the Broncos. And if there's any chance to fix Russell Wilson, then the guy who's going to coach him over the next 10 years, however long the contract is, can do that. So it, it made most sense to me. And forget about the salary. You know, Sean's going to run the program. He's going to build them an organization exactly what Penner was looking for. The Houston one's interesting because, you know, D'Amico wanted to go there. He, you know, he's from the area and for Nick Cesario, this is his third coach in three years and he's never hired anybody who understands his philosophy of how to, how to, how to run a front office. So he's been in New England, Nick has, and the way New England procures talent and builds a team is different than how D'Amico would have learned it. So Nick's going to have to bridge this gap. The good part for D'Amico is he's got six years. They're not going to fire you after a year. You know, they can't do that again. So he's got time to kind of learn on the job, and Nick's got to learn on the job to adapt himself to the new coach. It seemed like Ryan's was in, you know, obviously high regard across the league, but he was in high demand, huh, D'Amico, once he got done with the 49ers there? Yeah, but I think he I, – I, I, to me, I don't think he was – to me, it didn't sound like the Denver one, although a lot of people – we read that, but for me, the Denver one didn't fit because D'Amico isn't going to be a global thinker at 35,000 feet. He's going to be struggling just to get understand how to do the head coaching job, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy for him just to step in and all of a sudden 
you know, build an organization, get alignment, build integrity from the ground up to, I think that's going to be hard for him to do. That job, when Penner described it, he was describing someone like Harbaugh, someone like Belichick, someone like Sean Payton, somebody like that. And he ended up with this guy. D'Amico, to me, is in a perfect spot. He can learn and grow with his job, and he can do that. It'll be interesting to see. It'll yeah. be interesting to see who the 49ers hire to replace him. So we know Vic Fangio. Vic had Vic had de- he had Carolina, which thought maybe thought he was going to take that job. Then Miami. Dan Quinn signs a deal with Dallas. Then all of a sudden, the market for Vic Fangio rose by about a million dollars a year. And so Miami became the highest bidder. But then D'Amico got the San, get the, the Houston job. All of a sudden, now here's San Francisco back in play. You want to come to San Francisco, coach this defense. And I think that's why we finally found today that Vic announced he actually is going to Miami. So there was a lot of conversation about maybe Vic's going back to San Francisco to coach that. I did not know that it had been that he he said he's actually officially going to Miami. That was going to be my next question. What's happening with Vic Fangio? Because obviously he was a big fish out there for somebody to gather and run their defense. So uh, Fangio to Miami. The other openings: the Cardinals are open and the Colts are open. We talked about uh, Sir Wink Martindale getting a second interview. It seems like they're taking their time. You don't think it's going to be Saturday in Indy? Maybe Wink will finally get his due. Yeah, maybe, you know, and, and, and I don't know who else is going to be involved. I know they were talking about interviewing Shane Steichen. Uh, I think on Saturday they can do that. So I think once they wrap up those interviews, then I think Chris Ballard sits down with Jim Irsay and says, okay, here are the three guys. Here's the order that I would put them in. Let's bring those three back. and Because probably the three that they're going to bring in, there's no competition to get them. I don't know where Arizona's going to go. I know they interviewed Brian Flores. They requested to interview Lou Amaromo. They also Brian Callahan. So I, it's kind of all over the place. So we'll see where that goes. But to me, why not take your time? This is really an important decision for the Colts because they got to get this one right. I mean, Ballard's got to get it right. There can't be a mistake. About the Cardinals. Obviously, we... Last time you and I sat here on Monday, there was a seven-hour meeting with Peyton and Bidwell, obviously Peyton to the Denver Broncos. Are you hearing anything with the cards? No, I. you know, it's hard to hear anything with the cards. Again, you know, the owner's in control. Like I've said on my podcast, the owner even has final say on the 53-man roster. So we don't know how this is all going to play out. I think it'll be somebody who he's comfortable with. You know, I'm surprised Vance Joseph isn't more involved in this job, and he might be. Uh, but I do know this, and talking to people around the league, everybody knows that's a hard job. It's a hard job because of the quarterback. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that you're walking into a real challenging situation because of the entitlement that the quarterback has received, because of the contract the quarterback has received, and because of the quarterback, can he play next year at the level he can, and actually how good is the quarterback, right? There's four things I just aligned that, you know, people would say, oh, they're slam dunks. He's great. He can play quarterback. Not so fast. There's some question marks about that. Speaking of question marks, think about the quarterback's position going into this offseason. Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, expiring contracts. Brady just retired. Rodgers is unknown. Derek Carr is going to get traded. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to come back with the San Francisco 49ers. You've got three first-rounders, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, that are going to be drafted. Tannehill's got a new GM. Who knows? Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz. This is an insane mess 
and, and very few people can coach him. But to me, the one that I think I have my eye on because of what I talked about, why Brady was so great, taking less, what does Daniel Jones do? You know, he said at the end of the year, it's a business decision. Daniel, if you're gonna, if they're going to pay you over $40 million a year, I promise you, you won't get to the Final Four. That's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to build a team around him good enough. If they, It's going to be like Tennessee. You know, Tannehill took a reduced deal to go to Tennessee, and that allowed Tennessee to have some depth. But once Tennessee lost depth, they lost out, and they missed on first-round picks at Tennessee. So, like, I think that's the issue. There's no margin for error when you start to pay a quarterback this kind of money. You can't sign any players. And like I've said, you know, when you're paying $40, $45 million a year to the quarterback, you basically, as, as opposed to $20 million a year, $25, let's say you want to pay $25, but you got to pay $40. That's $15 million a year. That's three really good players, three really good players, mid-level players that give you great depth on a yearly basis. You lose those three, it doesn't look – it doesn't, doesn't sound very difficult, but you lose those three in your roster – and you're playing, your kicking game suffers, your, your depth of your team suffers. Look at Buffalo. Buffalo's depth wasn't good this year. They, they killed people because the quarterback's so great. But their depth, they lost their safeties. They, you know, they, were, they were an older team. They lost Von Miller. Where's the depth? You know, the Tannehill domino, Michael, is going to be fascinating because you brought up sagely the idea that there, that's a new GM that was tied to Lance in San Francisco. We shall see what happens there. But Tannehill is a guy that seems like he'd have plenty of ball left and he would be desirable by other teams if they were to move on. So he's an interesting domino here. No doubt. I mean, he is because at least you know if you he's got to have a run game. You kind of have a sense of who Tannehill is now. When he went to Tennessee, you weren't sure. He has, you right. know, but when Tannehill has to play fast, it's not going to be great. It's a little bit. Tannehill and Daniel Jones are very similar. Very similar. And by the way, they need a new OC. It's, I also wrote down the OCs. The Ravens have an open job. Tennessee has an open job. The Bucks have an open job. The, I mean, it's the Colts, the, the Panthers, the, the Texans. I mean, it is. I, I just don't remember. I, I'm sure you do because you were involved in the league for so long as your vocation. But I just, with the, with the coaching and the quarterbacks, the turnover. Yeah. A lot of, a lot uncertainty. of uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, very well put. So we shall see. Okay, when we and by the way, that article we can touch on it tomorrow. NFL NFL offseason moves that make or break a franchise. But when we come back, it's time. It's Thursday. No way, no doubt. Right here on the Lombardi Line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 